virtues or attributes of Christians, godly people, you and me, people that have Jesus in our heart, right? And, and I've entitled this series, three-week series, it ends today, Illuminate. Because I, I believe that God wants to illuminate things in our life because the, the Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 7, verse 16, that, that they will know us by our fruits. Tell your neighbor you're a fruit salad. You yummy, yummy. Everybody, everybody ever watched Veggie Tales? Fruit, fruit salad. That was Wiggles, was it? Hey, hey, hey! I had a birthday on Friday, so I'm older. Need a little bit of grace here. I can't remember since I slept yesterday. I do remember the song though, fruit salad, yummy, yummy. Okay, oh well. Wrong, wrong, wrong cartoon, right, right tune, yeah. But we're, f- that, 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 that verse, I love that verse. I didn't know when I started this series that I was going to bring that out at the beginning of every ser- sermon, but, but we are known by our fruits. It's a pluralized word. You, you, you as Christians, we're going to have more than one fruit. Because we talked about this first week, we talked about character and how character we see people with great integrity who aren't even Christian. That's great character to, 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 to walk in integrity, do business right. Those are, those, that's a great character trait. doesn't make you a Christian. However, as Christians, we have multiple fruits. That's why I said you're a fruit salad. And, and I believe, I believe with all of my heart, that there are three attributes that are required of Christians. If we are Christians, we will have these attributes. And we talked about the first two already. Last week, we talked about a person of, or two weeks ago, we talked about character. I already mentioned that, 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 that we're, par- we're people of character. And I brought this jar of water out, remember? And I tilted it, and water started leaking out of it. And I said, why did water leak out of there? You said, oh, because the lid wasn't on tight, because it wasn't straight. And those were all good answers. But I said, no, water leaked out because water is what's inside of it. And what's in you will leak out of you, especially when you're squeezed, twisted, tipped over. Anybody ever been tripped up by the enemy? Uh, yeah, yeah. So what comes out of you during those times is what is inside of you, and that is what character is. So if, if you didn't hear that sermon, if you get on Facebook, if you like our page, you can listen to these sermons. It's not the same because I, do ba- I don't do dance moves on, on CDs, but I do them here a lot, right? They're not very good, mind you, but, but I do them nonetheless, amen? And then last week we talked about a person, a godly person is a person of compassion, you cannot, I don't think you can be a Christian and not have compassion. God has called us to go into the world and make disciples. You're not going to make nothing if you're not passionate about it. Apathy is the opposite of compassion. When you're, when you're lethargic and, you're, and you just don't care, that's worse than hate. Than hate. Being apathetic towards a situation or a cause or, or a... a Affliction is worse than hating people. I'd rather you hate me than not give a lick about me. Because if you hate me, there's probably something that you can do to help me. If there's a sin in my life that you hate, 
then maybe you'll become compassionate about that. But if you just don't care, then you ain't going to do nothing. So we talked about that last week. And this week I want to talk to you about conviction. I'm not speaking about conviction necessarily of when we were saved, when the Holy Spirit illuminated the sin in our life and we saw Jesus for the first time in all his glory in our heart and said, I'm, I'm dirty and I need a Savior. I, I need to be forgiven of my sin. I'm not speaking about that kind of conviction, nor the kind of conviction that every day, anybody make mistakes every day? At least every other day? Come on, I see more hands going up. Yeah, all right, all right. Multiple times a day? Woo! Okay? I'm I'm not talking about being convicted about that kind of sin in our life. Those are great things. We cannot live. We can't actually have the other, the kind I want to talk to you about today, without the one. Here's your definition for today's sermon purposes of conviction. If you're persuaded or convinced... Listen, about the things of God. You can be persuaded and convinced about lots of things. I am persuaded and convinced that my wife is sexy. Come on, somebody. (laughs) I'm persuaded and convinced of that. But but I want to talk to you today about being persuaded or can't touch this. I told you I was going to do it. I got a card I was going to bring today that has it. By the way... I did have a birthday Friday, and many of you showed up at my house and, and almost gave me a coronary. And I just want to say thank you for, for loving me that way and just being a part of my life. And There's my cake. Miss Phyllis made that cake, and it tastes awesome. And she even put my whole, she didn't even just put the reference, Jeremiah 29, 11. She wrote the whole stinking scripture out on there. And that's awesome. For I know the plans that I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you and not to harm you, plans to give you a hope and a future. That is my life theme verse. Amen? So thank you, everybody who had any part of that, except for Dean, for keeping me out all afternoon. He took me on the most boring tour of Las Vegas. No, I'm kidding. Just spending time with him was great, so... But it's being persuaded or convinced about the things of God. That's conviction. A person who's determined to follow God's will and to glorify Him. Amen? Without compromise, without without being half-hearted, we're all in. That's the kind of conviction I'm talking about. Not in any lukewarmness. Remember, I told you about that last week. We read it out of Revelation. If you're hot or you're cold, Jesus can work with that. But if you're lukewarm, you're a loogie. Because he says he's going to spit you out of his mouth. It's one of the big, one of those kind of loogies. See what I'm telling you? I don't know why I do this stuff here. But, so I'm not talking about that kind of conviction. I'm talking about the kind of conviction that we just want to serve God. That we believe everything in this is true. Even the stuff you don't like. Like, love your enemies. Man, why'd you put that in there? If I was translating the Bible from Hebrew to American, I would have said, stomp your enemies. <laughs> Give a good elbow. God didn't ask me. He didn't check in with me on that one. He said, love your enemies. And we're convicted that that's true. Is it easy to do? No, it's not easy to do. 
If anyone ever told you that serving Christ was going to be easy, they lied to your face. The hardest thing I ever signed up for. Being a doper, being a womanizer, being an alcoholic, being all these things, that was easy for me. I was good at it too. I was an expert. People came to me for advice. But guess what? I am becoming an expert at following Christ because people come to, to me for advice on that as well. But it's not easy. So to, to kind of illustrate, and many of you, if you've been in the church for even 37 seconds, you've probably heard this story out of Mark chapter 1, but it really paints the picture of, of the conviction that I want to preach to you today. Mark chapter 1, it's in your Bible, it's in the New Testament, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. I don't hear any pages rough ones because we all have electronic devices, right? Mark chapter 1. Oh, yeah, you guys got some cheat sheets there. There are bulletins there, so you can do some fill-ins there. Um, as we go along, take those home and throw them away. But they make great fans here if you need to cool down a little bit. You know, they work really well for that too. Huh? If I embarrass my wife, yeah, she needs to cool down now. Hey, John, or excuse me, Mark chapter 1. Beginning in verse 14. Now, after John was put in prison, Jesus came to Galilee preaching the gospel of the kingdom of God and saying, the time is fulfilled and the kingdom of God is at hand. Repent and believe in the gospel. That's the conviction, the first conviction. We're going to talk about that in just a minute. And as he was walking by the Sea of Galilee, he saw Simon and Andrew, his brother, casting a net into the sea, for they were fishermen. Then Jesus said to them, <coughs> excuse me, follow me. And I will make you become fishers of men. They immediately left their nets and followed him. And when he had gone a little further from there, he saw James, the son of Zebedee, and John, his brother, also were in the boat mending their nets. And immediately he called them, and they left their father, Zebedee, in the boat with the hired servants and went after him. When I read that portion of Scripture, I thought, what a perfect illustration of conviction. I could just see the conviction of these men who, who were just doing their own, minding their own business. You know, another way to talk about or call, another way to call the kind of conviction I'm talking about is godly passion. You can write that in your notes. It's not a, it's not a feeling, but really, it's, I'm talking to you today about a godly passion, about a call of God on your life. It was a quick response to the call of Jesus. It's, it's, it's being motivated when you hear God's voice. The disciples, they didn't hesitate. They seemed to be very sure of what they were doing. They're following Jesus. The Holy Spirit inspired them, and they really, listen, they really, really wanted to follow Jesus. I want to follow this guy who told me he would make me a fisher of men. And they heard the cry which was the conviction to be saved. And then they heard the call of God, which is the conviction I'm speaking to you today about. The conviction to follow him, to, to, to lay down their nets, to take up our crosses and go after him. That's what I want to talk to you today. And you have to have passion before you can have conviction. You're not going to be compassionate until you have passion. Matter of fact, Compassion is the main component of, or passion is the main component of compassion. You can't have one without the other. 
Matter of fact, you have to have the former before you can have the latter. You have to be passionate before you can be compassionate about anything. Otherwise, you're just apathetic. And there are a lot of people out there that are apathetic that are still doing things, but they have no heartfelt. There's no, there's no joy in it. They're just doing it. Oh, I look good. I look good putting quarters in this laundry machine for this person that I don't like. I'm just saying there's people out there. there I don't see that in Grapevine. Thank God for that. People want to serve. People want to love on people. And then sometimes, can I just say this? Sometimes we go out there maybe not having a lot of compassion. These guys, they, got, they dropped their nets and went. They had no idea what they signed up for. But they went. I don't think they had a lot of compassion about anything yet, but they had a passion to follow Jesus. You know, the story could have went a whole different way. They could have, they could have scratched their head and said, well, let me think, Jesus, can I have a, a three-day cooling-off period? I'll get back with you. Right? We could have weighed, weighed out the pros and cons. They could have called all their family members. And, and what do you think about me following this Jesus guy? Does it sound like a good idea to you? They could have formed subcommittees, right? They could have brought in spiritual advisors, and they, and they, could, have, they could have put together some graphs and some spreadsheets. And I like graphs and spreadsheets, but they could have put those together. They could have prayed and fasted for 40 days. Let me make sure. Let me put a fleece out before God. They didn't do any of that stuff. They dropped their nets, and they followed Jesus. They heard Jesus' words, and they trusted him enough to stop what they were doing and follow after him. That's what I want to talk to you today about, conviction that causes us to just stop what we're doing. These guys were fishermen. Jesus stepped into their environment, and they, and they just left. They just, see you, see you, Dad. Huh? This was their livelihood. This is how they made a living. Whoa, I'm getting heavy now. I didn't even talk about that first service. Walking away from that paycheck. No. Tell you what, when God tells you to do it, you'll be blessed. It was a step of faith for the disciples. It was a step, listen, that would change their lives forever and millions of people who have followed after them. You realize the reason you're sitting in the chair today is because of what the disciples did? Because they were obedient. To, if they would have said, no, Jesus, and Jesus, if Jesus couldn't have found anybody to follow him, none of us would be here today. Of course, God's plan is greater than that. If these guys would have said, no, he had to find somebody. But you understand what I'm saying. It, it, one person. Can, can I tell you, can I, can I speak this over Grapevine Fellowship? I believe a few grapes can change the city of Las Vegas. I believe it. I believe it with all of my heart. God did not pack me up and move me to Las Vegas when I was heading to the beach. God did not pack up my mama and move her to Las Vegas. He didn't pack you guys up. How many of you are from Las Vegas? There's a few of you. How many of you got moved here? Hallelujah. It ain't coincidence or mistake. There's two. There's a few more coming. I'm not prophesying yet. I am. I am. 
Oh, now she wants to prophesy, right? If you, if you guys, if you, don't, if you don't know, if you're new here, Mike Long and his family, how many, raise your hand, family. And there's, and there's, a, few, and there's a few, a couple more next door, I think, or 12, 12 or 15 more here and there. Uh, they're from California. They were serving in the church that we just came from, and, and over the months, God has put in their heart and relentlessly pursued them to come lead worship with us. So, so here's what's going on. Uh, this was their first day, so if this is your first day to, to Grapevine, it's a good day to start. Um, and they've given us 90 days. They, they said, you know what, because it's a huge step to, to leave California. They have roots there. They have family. They have a business. They have all these things. They said, but we feel like God is doing this. So we're praying over the next 90 days. It's only going to take about nine days. But anyway, 90 days. And, and that's the story. That's why when we refer to that, oh, I need you to have the context, okay? So we are good personal friends, but we are also all co-laborers in the Lord. And, and trust each other immensely, the whole family, the whole thing. Uh, but God's doing something incredible. Can you feel it? Yeah. And by the way, did you see that the lot was graded? Grace, grace. Yeah. We're going to be building a monument sign, as far as I understand, this week. As long as there's nothing there after the grading that causes the sign builder to be like, oh, we need to do this. He's going to come investigate. He said, we probably get this in this week. I'm like, yeah. Anyway, that's a whole other story, too. But it takes, it's, listen, it's always a step of faith to respond to God's word. Listen, because you don't know the future. He does. You, you only know the here and now. You only see what you see. God called me to, to Las Vegas, and, and that meant, okay, I'm going to leave the rescue mission where I've been eight years. Uh, I was getting close to three figures a year in salary. Um, I had a 403B that they were matching 5%. You do the math. I had benefits. We had a house on a lake with a jet ski. Come on, somebody. Okay? God said, go to Las Vegas. I'm like, what? Las what's it? Las what you be call it? I've been more blessed. More, <laughs> I've been more blessed since we responded to the call of God on our life than I've ever been in my whole life. See, Jesus didn't just see fishermen in the 12 disciples. He saw fishers of men. And can I, tell, can I tell you this? Jesus knows your potential. He sees your future, and he has a good future for you. So now I'm going to start my sermon, and i got 10 minutes left. There it is. A person of conviction is someone who responds to God's call. They're not lackadaisical. They, 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 don't, they don't form the subcommittees. Jesus expected a response, and it was a, it was a call to action. Come follow me. That demanded a response. It's either kick rocks or okay. And the same is true for us. When we give our life to Jesus, I believe God begins to move in our heart, causing us to be passionate about something, causing us to to be inspired about something, asking us to get involved in something. Listen, there's too many Christians sitting on their southern hemispheres. There really is. We, we should all be busy doing our Father's business. Well, that looks different for everybody, okay? I'm not asking you to give 40, 50, 60 hours a week, and you may not even give it a grapevine, but you're to serve and do something for the Lord. Amen. We are. When God speaks, He doesn't just speak to increase our knowledge. He speaks to... to change our lives. This, this book isn't 
wasted just to make you feel bad about things. God didn't pin this out so that we would be like, oh, man. This, li- this book has the ability to change your life yeah. for good. He said, man, I don't, I, some of you I don't know. There's a lot of new people here, but I, I want to tell you, I tried it every other way. You know, spent a few days there. You know what I'm saying? My, my kids are in the room. Oh, my, my little one's not here. Talking jails, institutions, talking all that stuff. Well, how do you get to get up there and preach? I don't know. Ask God. It's because I said yes. I said yes, and you said no. I'm not responsible for any of that. God is responsible for all of that. And God is responsible for your life, too. You know, James chapter 2 says that for the body without the spirit is dead, so faith without works is dead also. You could tell me you're faithful all day. You could tell me you're a person of faith. You could tell me you got Jesus in your heart and you love him with all your... But man, if you're not doing something for him, I'm going to be questioning within myself, do you really? Do you really? Because loving Jesus, it demands a response. And I'm not saying you've got to put yourself on blast and tell me. And, and, and people do things in the secret. And if you're being judged because you don't do anything but you're doing stuff, don't worry about what other people are saying. Come on. You can't be worried about them. If you're serving God and you're serving the capacity he's called you to, praise God for that. Hallelujah. Man. And you know what? Sometimes it's okay to pat yourself on the back. I can't believe I just said that. Sometimes it's okay. I can't believe I said that. But God is asking, what are you going to do with what you've heard? Now that you know, what are you going to do about it? Now that I've called you, now that, now that I've convicted you, now that you have a, a passion and a burden for something, what are you going to do about it? For the disciples, it meant dropping their nets, switching careers, and leaving their homes, their families, leaving everything behind to follow this guy Jesus. For us, it can mean making, waking up a little bit earlier for, for extra quiet time. It, it could mean getting involved or, sh- or sharing with a friend, getting involved in ministry, youth ministry, children's ministry, worship team. There's, there's so much room up here on the platform. There's going to be soon. Come on. Grace, grace. It, but it, Listen, true conviction, it changes you. It changes you when you really love Jesus and you're convicted to follow him and to serve him with all of your heart. Listen, the only reason God has left you on this stinking planet is because he's got work for you to do. Listen, he loves me way too much to leave me in this vial, but he trusts me enough to leave me in this vial because he knows I'll do something with it. And the same is true for you. He trusts. Somebody needs to hear that. You are trusted. Mike already said it. You've heard me say this a lot. You're not an accident. You're an on purpose. You were formed in your mother. Before you were formed in your mother's womb, he knew you. He knew you. He knows your name. He he knows every hair on your head. He's numbered them and, and some a little less. He's captured every tear in a vial. Yes, Don, yes. Three, right? I can even number his. Hallelujah. I love you. A four. <laughs> I love you, man. I'm sorry. Ch- character, conviction changes us, and we need to do something. Just like 
just like character, which needs to be built up. We talked about that the first week. Just like compassion, you need to cultivate that. You need need to get out and start sowing seed. If you're passionate about something, get involved in it. I told you last week, if you're passionate about something, something, come talk to me. Come talk. God might be trying to birth a ministry in Grapevine, but I can't do everything. I only got so many seconds left. And I got one brain cell, and it's overloaded already. Trust me, there's only one left up there. (laughs) Some of you are like, no wonder, I figured it out. (laughs) At least there's still one, that's right. But for conviction to be strong, you've got to act upon it. You need to drop the net, you need to leave the boat, and you need to follow Jesus. And for some of us, we need to get out of the boat. I was already harping on Teresa earlier because she keeps saying, I'm in the boat, and, and I understand what she's saying. I'm on board. I'm, I'm on board with what's going on. But I keep saying, get out of the stinking boat and walk on some water. Uh, and take the life jacket off. Get out. Don't, don't step out in faith with a backup plan. Come on. Don't be called to Zimbabwe and get a return ticket uh, just in case it don't work out. No. You go. One-way ticket. That's right. Number two. The person of conviction is someone who trusts God's call. The disciples were convinced, another way of saying convicted, that following Jesus was the right thing to do. They didn't doubt it. They didn't question Jesus. They didn't discuss it. The Holy Spirit illuminated the truth to them about the call of God on their life. I love that. God's word is the truth. He doesn't ask for your opinion. He's not running that stuff by Pastor Ron. What do you think about this, Ron? He doesn't call me Pastor, by the way. Ronnie. He calls me Ronnie, yeah. yeah. Ronnie, Ronnie Wood? Ronnie Boy. Listen, there's really no discussion needed. When God's Word speaks, we just should respond. When the Holy Spirit illuminates the truth to our lives, we need to, we need to be obedient. Listen, when God speaks, it's always true and right. It's always the right, oh, I'm waiting on God's timing. Shut up. I know, I just told you, shut up, sorry. <laughs> but stop that. Tell the devil he's a liar. Tell, shut up. Think, if, listen, if the devil's going to live in your, in your head, you need to charge him rent, okay? Because if he's going to be up there in me, I'm, I'm going to get something out of it. He's not living there rent-free. In this passage, we, we, we read... I sense this urgency because two times in the scriptures it said immediately. Immediately the disciples responded. Immediately John and his brother James left their father Zebedee with the hired servants to follow Jesus. Dad, God called. Man, can I tell you, sometimes family doesn't understand the call of God on your life. Mom, have you understood every move we've made? But after a while, she's all, she's all still trying to figure out how I got here. Come on. Son. Family doesn't always love. Thank God she's always been supportive. But I've had others. I've had people of God who were my mentors who didn't understand what we were doing. I don't think you're ready. If I wait, I'll never be ready. I, I am not ready. I'm not ready for grapevine. But God's ready for me to be here. Got my hand going. I'm gonna, that means I'm going to start preaching. Watch. It's, it's, a, it's a sign. If I do that or I start leaning over, you know you're in trouble, okay? That's what, that's what happened. But Jesus stepped into the disciples' lives, and he walked into their territory. The Bible says he went to the Sea of Galilee, and he interrupted their normal routines 
and, and he told them, just come. Would you just come? Would you guys come and follow me? Would you trust me enough to follow me? And, 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 and God is issuing the same call to you and my, do you trust me enough? Do you trust me enough to step out of the boat? Do you trust me enough to get out of your comfort? Listen, some of you I'm preaching to today have a call of God on your life that you have been running from like Jonah for a long time. And God is saying, I'm about to send a whale just your size if you don't respond. He will fashion a whale your size. It's a decide now call, not later, not tomorrow, not next week. Let me pray about it. Man, when you know, you know. When God speaks to you, you know, and you move. Sometimes it comes in chunks, 90 days at a time, 30 days at a time, whatever. I, I got in trouble first service. I'm going to get in trouble right now. I'm, I'm out of time, so we are wrapping this up. I told the first service that, please don't hate me for this. I'm just human, and I'm trying to follow the Lord as closely as I can. I'm not 100% convinced that that dirt lot out there is the future home of Grapevine. I am 100% convinced that we were supposed to grade that lot and we're supposed to build our capstone, the marquee sign. I'm 100% convinced about that. I don't, God has not, Ron, that is the building site. And I'm the pastor, so I have to be sure. So I keep all options open till I know. Right? There's people at Grapevine, Pastor Tiny and others who've been here a bazillion years, Mr. Tom, and they say, that's the site. And I say, you know what? That's why we're focused there. I ain't changing nothing. I ain't sold no buildings. But I have not been spoken to by the Lord myself yet. I know he'll speak in his timing. But I'm doing what God has put before me. I'm grading. Well, I didn't, but somebody else did. And we're building a capstone. We're building the monument sign. And that's what we're called to do at this point. That's what I'm sure of. Now that it's great and I'm standing out there yesterday, you're giving me the dog eyes there, Pastor Tiny. <laughs> it's okay. Arlene growled at me earlier when I said that. <laughs> I'm not saying we're, I'm just saying I'm open to whatever God wants. Is anybody else open to what God wants? Sometimes we can get so focused on the here and now and what God did yesterday that we miss out on today. So be praying. Say, speak to Pastor Ron. Speak to Pastor Kerry. Speak to the leadership team. I'm not making any decisions without the wisdom of the council. That's why God gave it to me, right? So anyway, I know I'm in trouble now. That's okay. I love you. I'm going on vacation tomorrow, so <laughs> send your emails to Pastor Stu. He'll deal with it. <laughs> No, 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 my heart, people. I, all I'm saying is I'm just a human, and as the new pastor, I'm seeking God for, for direction of grapevine. That's all I'm saying. And if it's, this, if, this, if it's this lot, rest assured, God will speak that to me. Rest assured, and I will listen, and I will respond, and I will be obedient. That's all I know. But when the, when the Lord speaks, we, we, we know that he knows our situation. He knows the right time. He knows the right place. He knows the right reason. Amen? Isaiah chapter 55 talks about that, how his word won't come back to him void. So when the word of God goes out, it comes back fulfilled. And God is releasing his word over this congregation over and over and over again. And trust me, God is going to fulfill that which he started concerning Grapevine Fellowship. And, and I said this first service, I think it's greater than anyone in this room, I don't care how long you've been a grape, can even think or imagine. God doesn't, hasn't given this, whole ch this church the whole picture. 
We don't even know what's in store, but I got a feeling it's really good, family. Lastly, come on, Mike. We're going to close this up right now, and whoever's joining him on the worship team. A person of conviction is someone who's faithful to God's call. Jesus said to these guys, he said, follow me and I will make you fishers of men. Listen, the Holy Spirit is the one who makes sure that God's work gets done. Despite the threats, despite the persecutions, despite all the obstacles that the disciples came across, they finished what they were called to do. Do you know that every disciple except one, John, was martyred for their faith? They were killed for their faith? Listen, a call to serve God is a call to die. I'm not saying always physical. It may be, but it definitely is, is spiritually. You're to die to self. The only one who didn't die a martyr's death was John. He died of, he died of old age, natural causes, but he was martyred in the fact that he was put on an island of Patmos. Wasn't it John? Yeah. Yeah. That's martyr death in exile. But God, God gave him the book of Revelation during that time. Man, I don't know what you're going through today. I, I don't know what, what's going on in your life, but, but I do know this. If, if you've been around in the last three weeks, you, you've noticed a theme reoccurring, and that compassion, character, and conviction, they all require a response. Anytime God calls us to do something, it requires a response. These 12 guys changed the world. And I want to tell you, I believe God wants to change the world through a few of us. So if you're here this morning, first thing I want to do is this. If you'd bow your heads with me. Close your eyes. And I talked a lot about conviction, about following Christ. But I also talked about conviction of our sins and not knowing Jesus and Him being our Lord and Savior. And if you're here this morning and, and you've never given your heart and life to Jesus and you've never made a profession of faith and you know what, I had to make this decision 20 years ago wrapped up in drugs and alcohol and everything else and it changed my life so I'm speaking to you from a testimony that hey, this thing's real you'd say, you know what I'll give Jesus a try because that's where I was 20 years ago, I have nothing left to try I'll try Jesus my pastor gave this call, said if you want to know Jesus, if you want to give your life to Jesus just raise your hand I'm issuing the same call to you. If you're here today and you want to know Jesus, show me your hand and we're going to pray together. That's all it is. Anybody in this place that doesn't know Jesus, praise God. Praise God. That means we're all Christians, I'm hoping. So here's my next thing. In closing this morning, for three weeks I've talked to you about attributes. I've talked to you about character. I've talked to you about compassion. I've talked to you about conviction. If you feel like you are lacking in any any one of these three areas, that you feel like any one of these areas in your life need to be strengthened, and I want you to stand to your feet and join me right here on the altar. Come on, this is a, I've already told you, it's a call to respond. Every one of these is a call to move. And as Mike said, when you make one step, he makes the other 999 steps towards you. Hallelujah. That's awesome. Thank you, church. Thank you for being obedient. God is going to meet you right here in this altar. Whatever area it is, you don't have to confess that. You can talk to your spouse about it if you need to. If you want to talk to me about it, that's fine. God already knows.
pleased with your faithfulness today. So just lift up your hands if you're down here and you're in the back and you've got it all together. You already walk in these three areas. Just would you please reach your hand this way as we pray. Father, each one of us in this altar right now are confessing to you our need for you. Our need for one of these three areas. And there's so many more fruits that we could talk about. But these three are so critical and so important that we be people of character. So if there's somebody in this altar right now that is lacking in the area of character, that wishes to grow in that area, Holy Spirit, reveal yourself to them right now. Touch them, Lord. Touch their heart. And if there's someone here today that feels apathetic, that they just have been beat down so often that they have developed a callous and an attitude of I don't care. We know that's not from you. You called us to care. You've actually, you've, you've called us. The, the definition of compassion is that it is gut-wrenching. And so, Father, I pray that you would begin to wrench our guts. Lord, that we would be drawn to a place of compassion again, that you would develop an attitude of I do care. As we prayed last week, you would give us eyes to see. Father, for today, if we're here because we need the conviction of God again, we need a rebirthing, we need a rekindling of the fire of God in our life. We've given our heart and life to Jesus. We've already made that clear that everyone in this in this altar right here is a Christian. But Lord, maybe we have not responded to the call on our life. That we need the conviction of God to just follow you. Whatever that means for each individual. God, I pray in the name of Jesus that they would just let go. Let go of the things that, they, that they're so afraid of letting go of. The things that they're, they're afraid of not knowing, God. Let them know that you have it all in their control. That when you bring conviction, that you begin to, to lay out a pathway. The plans according to your work and to your word for them. We pray this today in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Wow.